Good morning, Grace Church. Happy Easter, and he is risen. This is from our dogwood tree outside. As beautiful as the past few days have been um, here in Northwest Arkansas, these are also strange days. Um, I could hear the chaos of the children in the background and the exhaustion in her voice as I talked to her over the phone. I also heard it in the halting half laughter as he told me of a major pay cut and an uncertain job future. I saw it in the fear and anxiety of the older woman at the store, cautiously trying to keep her distance while still getting what she needed, obviously there because she didn't have any other options. I read it in the countless posts of people struggling, raging, lamenting, and trying their best to cope with the current situation. And I feel it in myself, even as relatively well positioned and provided for as we are, I feel the collective grief and uncertainty and loss that the world groans under now. It's as, the whole, it's as if the whole world right now, this Easter is asking, who will roll away the stone? Some see the stone as this current situation, the COVID-19, that we just need to, we need to find a vaccination. We need to do what's ever necessary to make sure that it never happens again. And that's the stone. And then we can just go back to normal. But more and more people are beginning to realize that it's not just that, but it is a massive, massive pile of stones. Just like the Himalayas are being revealed for the first time in a generation because of the lack of pollution in India, all of us are seeing clearly the things that have been hidden before by our busyness, um, by our distractions, by our hurriedness. We're seeing clearly now our addictions and inadequacies, inequalities, blindness, and the trauma that it produces. For some, this is simply too much to handle. The light is just too intense, so they go back to hiding. But for others, we walk into this wondering, who's going to roll away the stone? Who's going to remove all the stones? And once we sober up enough, just enough to get moving while still weighted with grief. We gather our things and we go to the grave. We bring our formaldehyde, strap on our N95 mask and get ready to prep for a funeral. We're not sure what we're gonna do afterwards once the sprays of funeral flowers have wilted and the last of the meal train meals leftovers have been thrown out. But something happens when we arrive. Something miraculous happens when we get there. Something we still can't believe, something we're numb and electrified at the same time. Instead of death and loss, Jesus has risen. Who moved the stone? God did. Friends, today it may, it may feel like it's still Saturday like a month of Saturdays and not the good kind, an age of waiting and loss 
but we have to remember. Remember today and every day that Sunday is here. He is risen. And that Jesus that got up out of that grave is alive and overcoming every crisis, every pandemic, all death, disease, and disaster. This resurrected Jesus is different. He's a different Jesus than that we've read about so far. He's no longer limited. He's no longer restrained. The resurrected Jesus lays low the hills, raises up the low places, removes the stones. This Jesus is how we have hope, how we learn to wait and serve, sacrifice and rejoice, even when the whole world seems dark. He is risen and we have been rescued and redeemed. We have hope even in the most trying of circumstances. And we are free now not to make our way through the world, depending on the old tools of power and violence, money and control, but instead with hospitality and shalom, love, joy, peace and kindness, bearing faithful witness to this Jesus who moves stones and overcomes death itself. Today is Easter, maybe the most powerful and needed Easter our generation has ever had. And while we all have to wait a little while longer before we can celebrate all in the same place, we still celebrate right where we are. We celebrate the risen Jesus, the restoration of hope for the restoration, for the restoration of all of us and all things, not things as they were but things as they should be, things as they will be. We declare today our hope is not that things will return to normal, whatever that is, but how they're supposed to be. We declare with new understanding the gospel message of the kingdom of God, that it is here. We repent and we believe because the king who came and was crucified is no longer dead. He is risen. And this resurrection is both sign and seal for us, all creation, that likewise nothing here is going to stay dead. That each of us and all of us and everything will ultimately be resurrected and restored, redeemed and remade as intended from the beginning. Friends, we need to nurture this hope in our hearts and minds and homes like ember for a fire. We're learning during these days what we can live with and what we can't live without. This faith is one of those things we can't live without. Today we celebrate as we were able to keep it alive and see it flourish against all odds. For over 2,000 years, Christians have declared the risen Lord in prison cells and caves and ghettos and foxholes and refugee camps and breadlines. And we declare it from our homes today. Today we join with them, declaring no stone can keep us from witnessing the resurrected Jesus, hoping in the message that the empty tomb declares. Anglican priest and author Tish Harrison Warren writes, the solid fact remains that Christians do not make Easter through our worship and our calendar. Jesus rose from the dead, and even if we were to never acknowledge it as a group, it would remain the fixed point around which time itself 
turns. The truth of the resurrection is wild and free. It possesses us more than we could ever possess it. She goes on to borrow the words from Flannery O'Connor and writes, if it's just a symbol to hell with it, and goes on to write, the stakes could not be higher. As a deadly virus speeds its way around the world, bringing chaos, destruction, and death, it's painfully clear that the resurrection is either the whole hope of the world, the very center of reality, or Christianity is not worth our time. I could not agree more. Guys, if, if this is just a religious act we do, if this is just a symbol that we're supposed to gain some kind of esoteric hope from, to hell with it. This is real and it is everything or it is nothing. We declare when we say he is risen, it is everything. And I got to tell you, this is true for me more than ever. I'm struggling, y'all. I'm feeling worn down. While I love the quiet, I love the time to reflect. I also long for the connections. To be able to see your faces for real, not just on a screen. To be able to not be afraid to approach each other, share a meal together, laugh, walk, ride, gather together. This Easter feels very much like the ending of Mark for me. Unfinished confusing, even fearful. How appropriate we should come to the end of this particular gospel, this particular Easter. I think we can all identify with the women in the verses. They heard the message, but it was going to take some time for them to see what was really happening. It's going to take some time for us as well. But the way forward is with faith and what has already happened, and what is happening still. Jesus is risen. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is redeeming and remaking everything. We are both witness to and workers with him in this. And there's no wonder why so many don't like the abrupt ending of Mark. We want the certainty of seeing Jesus again that we are given in the other Gospels. Most of our Bibles even have alternative endings, most certainly added much later, tagged on. Those endings come after verse 8, where we end today. We all long for a happy ending. Thank God we have Mark for such a time as this, though. A time when we are living out the reality of an in-between time. A time we, like those first women witnesses, have to obey in the midst of unimaginable upending and uncertainty. But the risen Jesus does not appear in Mark. We're left with the women in their fear and confusion. The life of faith is lived between the resurrection and Jesus' return. And this is our life now. Easter 2020, the one where we declare he is risen and we long for his return to see him. Because we believe it to be true, and in truth, we can't live without it. What an appropriate ending for us this season 
of COVID-19 quarantining and economic, societal, and environmental upheaval. What a necessary time for Easter. So let's all be like those first witnesses, Grace Church, and everyone who is joining with us this morning. Faithful in the midst of pain, persecution, confusion, exposure, sacrificial suffering. Let's emerge into this new world as redeemed messengers of reconciliation and shalom, hospitality and peace. Let's lay aside the accumulated layers of what was and walk with fresh simplicity into a world desperate for life that Jesus offers now that the powers of the world have been exposed. Y'all, Jesus is alive and we are redeemed. He is risen and we are set free. He is coming again and we are commissioned to bear witness to his coming. Hallelujah. What a Savior. Pray with me, if you would. Abba, thank you. Thank you that you never leave or forsake us, that you did not stay dead, that the stone did not seal the grave, but was rolled away and you are alive. Plant that message and the meaning of it deep inside each of us and form us by its fruit. Amen. As witness and sign to that, we respond to the message. This isn't a video that we watch and we click like or turn off to something else. No, it is an invitation, an invitation to community and communion, to sharing, to giving and receiving. And so if you've gathered your communion elements there, take them with me this morning the bread and the cup as Jesus did on that last night when he gathered his disciples. He gathers us now this Easter 2020 on that night. And today he tells us to break the bread, which symbolizes his body broken, sacrificed for us. Likewise, we take the cup, which he said, this is his blood. And we take these things in remembrance and in obedience and in hope this Easter. So take and eat and drink. Likewise, today we share in the offering. The link is in the feed there. We do this because it is a declaration that all of us here have something to give. All of us have been given something. Likewise, none of us is without need. We are interdependent, y'all. And so we give and receive a sign of that worship, a sign of that interconnectedness. We also reflect. We go from this place with intentionality. Um, what is this message bearing fruit and witness in you? What are you supposed to do with it? So this Easter, let's go, remembering that we are redeemed and reconciled people. 
Grace and peace, y'all.